0: The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. This is the main event.
1: This is your main event, Mark Podcast. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who, much like Dustin Rhodes, has also been fired for multiple jobs for bleeding. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is a main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WCW watcher of classic wrestling and the Vader to my Ric Flair. It's Greg. What's up, Greg?
2: There's so many jokes I have for you getting fired for bleeding. I'm going to all alone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know who also got fired for not for bleeding, but in case he did bleed was uh ian rotten there's that uh, uh should i why should do you I
2: bring I? him up on a show he's not even going to be on We're get away from that garbage uh, thing, rest in peace
1: no axel Rotten's the one that's passed away so ian rotten is still fair game okay but uh as far as far as uh i
2: apologize i don't know
1: the rottens very well that's a real sentence, folks <laughs> dare you <laughs> i did want to clarify for legal purposes uh you know about him getting uh, fired for you know having HIV. That is uh
0: allegedly.
1: So there you go. But yeah, so uh, I don't want to get into any hot water in case somebody happens to. Oh, hear actually, this. yeah, somebody's like, well, actually, he did not get fired for having HIV. It's like, oh, well, you know it was okay. the clap. Mother of God. Uh, well, something else that uh, about as bad as having the clap is a show we're gonna be talking about today, man.
0: Good Lord,
2: what a transition that was.
1: Oh yeah, well, this was oh, man. It's, uh, it, yeah, uh, let's let's put it lightly. You know, this show here almost makes me want to watch an ECW show as a palate cleanser. It was that bad, not quite, but almost. I'm just saying that it's uh, it it has went down in the history books of WCW. It's one one of the worst piles of crap in
2: history. I will- I will say this, we have literally watched ECW shows that were better than this.
1: Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I, I didn't want to gouge my eyes out at the end of some of the ECW shows we watched. Uh now some of them I did, but man, this Especially show my
2: life and you know, why did God put me here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this this show, it wasn't bad enough that there was this uncensored ninety god. Dude. But then there like
2: the, the notes I have for this show, by the way. I'm just gonna say this is like no, a, this is a here. two this is a two scroller on my phone.
1: Yep, uh, dude, I'm telling you, man. I've got some notes, but not because it was like, oh man, all this a- awesome action. It was like this BS happened, then this BS happened. <laughs> but uh, the yeah, show know, didn't didn't work for him, brother. Well, you know, yeah. Oh, he couldn't show up for the Great American Bash, but by God, Hogan was there for Uncensored.
2: Uncensored with lots of rules, mind you.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've got to, you know, I've got to say it's oh, like no WCW when hey
2: laughing my own jokes and that was terrible but good lord this is bad
1: when the next year rolled around wcw was like how do we one up uncensored 95 i know Un- uncensored 96
2: i feel like uncensored 96 wasn't as bad i mean it's got the worst match in wrestling history on it but mm. as a whole i don't think it was as bad as this honestly
1: i'd have to go back and watch it's that's a that's like a, a you know photo finish i gotta say it's it's awful this one may be worse you may be right on i don't think you
2: know what a photo finish is but
1: it's it's like (laughs) i'm telling you it's like it's super close it's like which which one wins for worst like uh it's neck and neck but which one of
2: my cat's crap smells better
1: (laughs) good lord uh well we are going to get into all that we do have a lot of news and notes to cover as well but before we do that
2: 1995 no way
1: (laughs) But before we do all that, today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better On a hot summer day at the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com for 15% off. Spring and summer are just around the corner, so you know when you're out golfing and the sun's beating down and you just want to take your shirt off because of the heat? Well, these polos almost feel like you aren't wearing one at all. That's great for beating the heat, because I don't know about you, but even here in the Midwest, our summers get blazing hot. So you don't want to give up your golfing time because it's just a little too warm outside. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R-Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros Golf. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. Play good.
2: You know what uh, I love about being able to plug card jerking I get I get so many innuendos. Exactly. Yeah. Well and the thing and I, is I said I was jerking the curtain in public and I think uh, Jacob Garanti had a little laugh at that one. He's like in public, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, and the thing is, and and, oh, and that brings me to this. Don't skip our next break because uh, while well, we just told you to to buy some awesome products, in the upcoming actual break. We're going to tell you about some awesome podcasts here, not just here on the, the network and all. And we don't have a spot for Curtain Jerkin, but like you just mentioned, it is on our YouTube page. There is an actual podcast feed if you want to look up Curtain Jerkin with Jacob Brandi. But go check it out on our YouTube. Because, yeah, if you if you go subscribe to our YouTube channel, not only do you get Curtain Jerkin, but you also get our podcast, clips from our podcast that you can spread around and whatnot. And... Yeah, like you Good lord! Uh, but you also get the marks on media stuff, which I have a lot of fun doing that because it's, it's nice to branch out from wrestling every once in a while. I've been slacking on that. It's 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 fun. Uh, I have, I have a lot of fun with it. Uh, I notice certain things get you know you you uh told me before you're like I think you have a crush on uh, Henry Cavill or whatever, and I was like, and who wouldn't? Well, yeah, he is. I mean, if I did have them tendencies, he'd be the one. But Beyond that, he gets hits, man. Every time I put his name in the yeah, title of a Troy. video, <laughs> good lord! Every time I put his name in the title of a video, I'm guaranteed to get hits on that thing. I'm like, all right, fine, you know. Uh, this all, is the
2: man God made to be Superman, and then WB said, "No thanks."
1: Yeah, well, and I don't like all that. But it's still ticking think, off. Yeah, me too. I think he's doing okay for himself though, because he's he's getting his own show. The Amazon backed up a truck to him. It was like, whatever you want to do. Here's all the money for it. Do it. And he said.
2: Check your amounts.
1: Right. Well, I haven't I haven't broke this one out in a while. So uh,
0: I got to go with. Sir, here is a check with my name on it. Write down any number on this piece of paper and I will pay it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Had to get that one in
1: there. Uh, But yeah, so uh, we're also going to be telling you about other. Podcasts like Apron Bump and uh, Here in Puckberg, and TSS Fantasy, and all that stuff. One thing I haven't so, plugged
2: yet. I mean, Apron Bump is funny, man. I can't always start I, laughing at it when I was doing when I was when I was walking somewhere, people were looking at. Me like I was nuts.
1: Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> hilarious. Even if he's got,
2: he's got our kind of humor is the thing. If you think if you listen to it,
1: <laughs> right. That's why you know you and I talked about. It. It's like our opinions don't always match up, but you know that's that's not a big deal. It's like he gets our humor, we get his humor. Uh, it works, and he's he's been a great uh, uh, Kyle, uh, the like fifth, fifth or sixth Kyle that we freaking know. Uh, he is uh, great for you know a third chair on this podcast. So uh, I'd like to have him back eventually. I've been on his podcast a few times. It's a it's a fun time. So we sit there and uh, have a few yucks. But anyway, check those out.
2: You, uh, know, you the- know, wasn't it a fun time the show are all to do?
1: Yes, thank you for the transition. Well,
2: the pay per view we're about to do. I should say this show is gonna be fun, but.
1: Oh, well, yeah, the the bad shows are always the most fun. But we'll get into all of that uh, and the news specifically right after this break. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
0: Get ready to rumble
1: dot redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks.
0: By God! Somebody's interrupting the main event marks! Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know! A hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg... He told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, Nevermore." Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Main Event Marks are
1: available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Main Event Marks. And we're back.
0: We're back.
1: Real quick. We want to let you know that the Main Event Marks is sponsored by Shock Energy. Shock Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form, and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks. And so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MainEvent, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. And use the promo code Event to save 5% at checkout. It is time for the news and notes. Did you crack something or was that just a sound? <laughs> There you go. All right.
2: Five o'clock somewhere, right?
1: Exactly. Uh, what sugar-free drink are you from the Dollar Tree? Are you drinking today?
2: It's called uh, Accelerator. It's an accelerator energy drink. Zero sugar, as you know. Yeah, good call on that.
1: Yeah, there you go. So, uh, I'm I'm just drinking water today, or right now I am. So that's
2: Nature's Fruit Juice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. But anyway, getting into all this. That is correct. Whoa! Shut the fuck up, Dave.
0: Everything that guy just says, bullshit.
1: Starting off with the WWF here. So the World Wrestling Federation has announced that they will be adding another four pay-per-view shows in 1995, in order to keep pace with WCW. Starting with a May 14th show in Syracuse, New York, which will be dubbed "In Your Home." Well, How about that, yeah. It's, well, Uncle Dave, uh, close but no cigar. The new shows will run one hour forty-five minutes and cost only fourteen ninety-five, which is a ten, which is ten dollars less than WCW's non-Hogan shows, ones that feature Hulk Hogan. Oh, <laughs> <we'll call it. laughs>
2: the dynamic pricing! I never knew that.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, if you want to see Hulk Hogan, you pay us more. Damn it! It's like, that uh, works for him, brother. It's like
2: uh, out of the Coliseum, Brooklyn A's games, like you know. No one goes to our games for so the are hella cheap. But the Yankees or the Red Sox or, um, you know, something like that's in town. Oh, man, they go up. And that's not
1: oh, yeah. secondary
2: market, by the way.
1: Well, and I know this, hurt, this probably hurts you to say, but I'm sure whenever the Chiefs come to play the Raiders, I'm sure those tickets are, uh, yeah. you know, pretty expensive.
2: I mean, you can but Obviously, the Cowboys and the Packers and stuff, they go every, everywhere they go, they're more expensive, yeah. But like, I didn't know dynamic dynamic price he was having on pay-per-views back in the day. I'm today's years old knowing this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, But ones that feature Hulk Hogan cost $27.95. To balance off this low price for the new shows, the big shows will be more expensive at $34.95 for WrestleMania and $29.95 for SummerSlam. I remember my first WrestleMania I ordered was $20, and that was $50. I don't know what they cost yeah. now if you the order the first
2: one I interview. ever ordered or right, like flat out. Didn't watch it at anyone's house but my own was WrestleMania nineteen.
1: That one was oh, wow. forty,
2: I would say? WrestleMania nineteen coming up soon, by the way. was it?
1: Yeah. Was it I feel like it was like forty bucks. Oh okay. So they up the price the next year then? I think so. That that makes sense. Uh what was it twenty three? Was Undertaker and Edge? I was twenty four. Twenty four, okay. That one I watched at a buddy's house, and he invited over like there was like five of us, and we all pitched in ten bucks. So that was that was a pretty good deal.
2: I remember from WrestleMania six to nine, I watched uh, like like either like with my grandfather at a friend's house, and then from ten to eighteen, I watched it at a buddy's house through a nefarious way, not my way.
1: (laughs) Point that out. Yeah, you know and i'm not trying there. to
2: make light of it but he's now since passed away so what are you gonna do throw him in
1: jail yeah exactly it's that's like when uh, bill collectors like you know it's like somebody dies and they've got like outstanding bills it's like now what like i never I, like i don't like being in debt but just like in a ha ha kind of way i kind of hope that i have some debts when i die just so it's like what are they gonna do uh like, imprison your corpse Yeah, right. Exactly. But anyway, uh, at this point, there's a whopping 18 wrestling pay per views scheduled for 1995. (laughs) I'll just uh, fast forward a a couple decades. Uh, Plus, whatever UFC shows put out there and whatever wacky stuff like Herb Abrams or uh, (laughs) UWFI or UWFI or whatever.
2: Hey, I Uh, want to backtrack real quick. Uh, This past Saturday, as of this recording, was the UFC, the, the Return of John Jones? Yeah. It's funny, because we were just talking about pay-per-view prices. During the show, they flat out say, oh, they'll see the new updated pay-per-view price. They okay. put the word update in there and make it sound okay.
1: Yeah. well, Didn't you say it's, like, damn near $100? It is, yeah. F that, man. <sighs>
2: oh, yeah. Word. I watched it at a movie theater.
1: Yeah. Like, what? Why would you pay that much money, like all oh, for the convenience of sitting on your ass in your own home? I guess, but it's like oh, I'd rather trek to the theater for that. Uh, but anyway, uh, at this Plus point, I have a seem- uh,
2: Cinemark movie pass, so essentially it was free.
1: Oh, there you go. But At this point, it seems like the real money in wrestling has gone from uh, from house shows to pay per view, as evidenced by all the groups that are on- that only do house shows going out of business. WWF and WCW really only do them because that's what they've always done. ECW might be doing okay in Philly, uh, but hasn't turned any kind of profit outside of the bingo hall. And no! Much, I know. Uh, and pretty much... Well, there's and, a surprise of the century. <laughs> no wonder they kept running that building. Uh, and it pretty much has anyone with a business background shaking their heads in disbelief because you can't sustain a long-term promotion that way that they're doing it <laughs> look who won the pony uh, <laughs> clearly they need to get on pay-per-view to survive fast forward about yeah, two well, years they'll be you know,
2: you know on, what's forgot what's left out of that statement is you need to get on pay-per-view and people to buy it to survive
1: yeah right
2: yeah i mean i suppose you get some money from the media out. rights but i don't think that really is gonna solve your woes
1: yeah, well tna found that out they quit doing so many damn pay-per-views after a while because nobody was buying them
2: i remember they did only pay-per-views for a while.
1: Yeah, well... I'm still
2: trying to figure out to this day how that was even remotely
1: sustainable. Well, by the time they switched back to like, they only did, what, four a year or two a year or something like that? Uh, and oh, the they started out, out like,
2: with one every month.
1: Well, no, I'm talking about when they stopped doing the every-month pay-per-views. You're, you remember? Oh, now? You, you doing mean like, like now? Yeah, they... they well, I they,
2: think they have like four or five regular ones, and they do have right. a monthly major show but it's on their streaming service i believe
1: okay well i remember when they did um it was like one year they were doing one pay-per-view a month and then the very next year i think they they short it down to four and then every month they would have a tv special quote unquote yeah, that's of what
2: nxt does now
1: yeah and they would name an episode of impact whatever the hell like, to, like um,
2: tomorrow night is uh, Roadblock, which used to be a pay per view, and now they're just theming a paper uh, show, is it?
1: Wow, well, you remember it was like, what, wasn't it uh, Roadblock, End of the Line, or some crap like that? I yeah, can't even remember that? <laughs>
2: <That's laughs> not like no why, damn sense.
1: Yeah, it's like, why do you keep adding stuff to the name of the paper? Just like, let it go, man. I thought hey, Roadblock was just perfect. Yeah, it's like, that's that one's fine. It's like you don't need to add a bunch of stuff, whatever. But. I don't know, it's just like WrestleMania Backlash. It still makes me shake my head. I hate that. I know, it's like, just go with Backlash, like, It's
2: funny, because oh. Backlash is one of their all-time great names, I thought, and then they ruined it with that.
1: Right. I remember the first, because they didn't have Backlash for a little bit, I think, and then they, they brought it back. I not want to say. Yeah. Well, because uh, when they brought it back as uh, SmackDown exclusive, I couldn't exist. man, that was That's when that was um, great.
2: Styles won the WWE title.
1: Yes, yep, beat uh, Dean yeah. Ambrose, The teenage right?
2: guy who uh, was never going to do anything in the <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. But anyway, getting back to this, as a result of all the focus on pay-per-view, Vince McMahon has now decided to cut back on house shows again and pull all his energy behind building the money pay-per-view shows instead. B shows will be cut back almost entirely, and A shows will continue as before, but more frequently uh, switch to overseas shows instead with Promoters paying for those shows in advance and thus guaranteeing uh, profitability or profitability, excuse me. Domestic shows will focus more on running in markets where they have to in order to keep their TV shows, plus the usual big markets or places where WCW wants to run. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain so,
2: me what you mean by B-show?
1: Uh, so, yeah, for anybody out there that didn't know. So they had two house show loops. They had the A-show oh, okay. loop, B-show loop yeah for well for anybody out there that doesn't know uh to put it in terms of like that i got
0: like you yeah. yeah,
2: gotcha. if you yeah, watch yeah, baseball and right now during spring training and you see your mm-hmm. your team having two games one of them yeah. is the a squad and one's the other squad that's what it is yeah it's literally well, like, what it for, is the good ones versus the uh whatever the bench riders the utility right. people
1: or in back in like the late '80s, early '90s, they had the Hogan run, and then they would have either the Macho Man or Ultimate Warrior run. So you would get a top guy on top, but once you know, obviously Hogan was the guy, but the other one was like the other guy. So you know they they always put like one bigger name on top, and then the rest of them was like eh, whatever. And uh, I think the. Well, sometimes I know they did the Intercontinental Champion on one and then the World Champion on the other. So that was that was an interesting time. I remember but, the
2: story with Coco Beware. Where he said everybody want to get on the Hogan one.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she she wonder why. <laughs> well, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard talked about oh. that where he said uh, people didn't give a damn if they were who they were facing, if they were jobbing or not. You know, they just came losing in, they, in a minute. Yeah, they they look up the card and be like, who's on top? Who's on top?" Hogan? Yes. All right. Because they knew they were getting paid. Yeah. Well, it was, I don't uh, fault
2: anyone for that,
1: man. I would too. Nope. Hell yeah, man. Hogan was the draw. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, about the, the uh, house show things, like Eric Bischoff talked about that. He was like, every time we go out the door, we're losing money. He's like, why are we doing house shows? And the only answer he could get back was, well, that's what we've always done. He's like, yeah, and that's how we're losing money. So why are we sticking with it? Like, it's dumb. And he said that people acted so indignant when he cut house shows. Like, how dare you? He's like, we're not making money on them. Why would we keep doing them? And then he upped the pay-per-views and voila, made money. How about that? Well, I
2: know, but he completely killed WCW. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, completely. of course. And I know it's like uh, WB's still floundering, obviously, but it's kind of like uh, I, like when David Zaslav came in as the new president CEO He's like, oh, all these movies that are going to flop and are clearly going to flop, uh, let's cut them and not do them. And let's uh, but go sir, back
2: to these are done. They're already done. So what?
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, well, we can <laughs> – well, his thing with uh, – like people pointed out about like when he cut Batgirl, he's like, well, we'd have to pay even more money for the advertising for it. Whereas if we cut it and uh, we can get a, a full tax write-off for it and get all that money back. So F it. <laughs> It's like well all right and then he's like hey you know all those properties that we own that make money maybe we should make more movies of those genius ah <sighs> oh, man it's like you think like you and i we're we're rubes we're the we're the the plebs you know looking at this stuff and we're like why don't these companies do such I've and been such called worse. <laughs> and and we sit there like why don't why are these companies not doing x y and z it's like I idiots it meanwhile they're losing a ton of money like all right and then when they do x y and z and they make money then they act like oh it's such a novel concept (sighs) whatever either way wwf is bitter at the cable companies again because they dare to actually support wcw uncensored and won't open up ordering of wrestlemania until after the show is done however uncle dave would like to once again stress that the that most of the ordering for WrestleMania comes in the week, or excuse me, in the last week anyway, and it's guaranteed that the show huh, will well, be a big success.
2: Gonna have to agree with him on this one because I don't think we ever bought until the day of. Hit the button on the remote, boom, you have it.
1: Yeah, right. I like who that, who is like, oh man, I gotta remember a month in advance to order this pay per view. Like, who the hell does that? If you I, do, I always thought do about that. Stuff,
2: like, what if I order it and, you know, something happens and I'm not home or something, you know? You'll get yeah, that right. back, you know?
1: Oh, dude, I can't remember what effing service it was uh, that I had never heard of this before. I, I mean, I don't do a lot of pay-per-view, or I didn't do a lot of pay-per-view ordering back in the day. But uh, Brian Alvarez complained about it. He said they give you, care. like, you you pay and you get pay-per-view tokens or whatever. Like, you pay X amount of money, and it basically has it stored up on your account so you could just hit a button and boom, you got the pay-per-view right away. And he said there's one of the big cable companies kept effing him over on it and he'd have to call every single month and get it fixed.
2: They probably knew who he was. No. So.
1: <laughs> wow. They're like, well, actually I don't want you giving the WWE a bad review in the observer. So I will not let you have this pay-per-view. Sure. Be like the cable guys on uh, South park where they're like, Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. And they start like rubbing their nipples. <laughs> like what are you going to do cut your cable aww
2: (laughs) one of those idiots that think that their money is the money oh you're losing my business
1: (laughs) yeah I always like that somebody pointed that out when somebody's like uh, well you just lost a customer he's like you think I own this business what do I give a damn uh, but that's why they're doing the bit on WWF TV where they're stressing to fans to, quote, ask for WrestleMania by name, because otherwise cable companies might just assume that it's uncensored that viewers are looking for. Who the hell would assume uh, that?
2: You know, I vividly remember Todd Pentgeal saying, call call, him, order by name. He would say
1: this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I mean it kind of makes sense but at the same time like who's thinking oh they want the wrestling pay-per-view they want uncensored a lot of people you,
2: you'd be surprised They're-
1: well okay yeah I, I could see that if you're not like into wrestling yeah if they w- just hear we
2: say like you when something goes bad in wrestling WWE always gets the blame
1: yeah and uh I always like it, and it could just be somebody's like yeah I want to order that wrestling pay-per-view oh good lord that's probably exactly how they sounded too Yeah, it's like, uh, which wrestling pay-per-view? You know, the one's coming up. Well, they
2: said wrestling. Clearly, they mean WCW. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, Well, you you do have a point there. Or uh, should I say, that is correct.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's classic.
1: Uh, WWF announced Owen Hart and a mystery partner against the Smoking Guns at WrestleMania. There's no word on the partner, but they're trying to get Chris Benoit and shoot them to the top of the division as a tag team. No! <laughs> uh It is... Isn't it British Bulldog and Lex Luger? Or is that a different match? Oh, no, they face the Blue Brothers. That's right.
2: Oh, that's a classic. No, it ends up being Yokozuna. Then
1: uh, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm getting them confused there, because I know there was a couple tag matches on that card. Oh. So. Because uh, you and I had talked about oh. that was pretty much the end of Luger's run. He wasn't there much longer, right?
2: Uh, yeah. After um, um, Shawn Michaels and Diesel that tag match might be the best match on the card.
1: Yeah, and uh, and Yoko was in his "I can barely move" phase, unfortunately. But yeah, didn't I he... made
2: sure to mention on commentary. He's bigger than ever.
1: Yeah, he was didn't trying have, to like be a the big ass beard. At the time.
2: I think this is when he came back with the red, yeah. But uh, yeah. I think this is when he was trying to be the biggest man on planet Earth. I remember yeah.
1: correctly. And WWF sent him to rehab for weight loss. I guess long, you
2: think they would love that freak show on their, you know, like, oh, we got the largest man in the world.
1: Yeah, but like uh, Bruce Pritchard also said, he's like, Well, you get that damn big, you're super unhealthy and you're probably gonna die. So, you know, who wants that on their conscience, you know? All right. Uh, I guess they sent him and Vader to uh, weight loss rehab for a while, and they would sneak out in the middle of the night and get KFC.
2: That's about the oh, worst yeah. thing to sneak out and get.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's, that's definitely up there. So, I'm knock some...
2: I do eat it at times, but I only, oh, if yeah. I'm going to have it, I make sure I go to the gym that day.
1: <laughs> if I like skip the gym that day, too. I'm light. Yeah, right. I like their pot pies too. They're, they're pretty damn good, and they're not greasy. No, I like my mother. Why? Like, You don't like
2: them. She's foods. obsessed with those damn. And no, I didn't say that. You just like obsessive them.
1: Uh, I usually like, get some calendar ones to make them at home. But yeah, like later, we're going to go get
2: food from Monday Night Raw. I guarantee. you. Oh my god, my, give me my KFC, give me a Popeye.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, but there's some interest in uh, by the WWF in using Eric Watts, although not for a while. Right.
2: We want Techno Team Two Thousand down.
1: Yeah, I know for a fact they pop up in '95 because we once reviewed 1995 and they were on that. So, yeah, I yeah, man,
2: techno team two F and thousand.
1: Yeah, Eric Watts and uh, another I, guy. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you the other guy's name. It was a gun to my head, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It's like, did he ever do anything else, or is it just I'm like a good uh, thing if you think about it. Yeah, how do you wash the stink of that off of you? That's pretty bad. Yeah, You're no. on Nashville TV. I mean, it's not like Eric Watts had a stellar resume to lean on at that point, anyway. But I mean, although he did lock Arn Anderson in the STF in a gas station parking lot, so you know, there's that. <laughs> Anywhere, Wait. anyway.
2: Wait, say that again.
1: But where uh, Eric Watts locked uh, Arn Anderson in the STF in a gas station parking lot? <laughs>
2: I didn't hear that. I thought he lo- I thought you said he locked him in the parking lot.
1: No, he. Uh, they there was a segment where like Arn Anderson jumped him at a gas station, and he took him down and oh, locked him in the SDF. Oh, I remember
2: this now. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were talking shoot for some reason. Oh, dude, that been sure would. I'm pretty sure Arn Anderson kill him.
1: <laughs> yeah, all you know, I yeah, most likely. But dude, <laughs> just like because that's so effing practical. Oh, you're in a brawl in a parking lot. STF. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, man. Now, but sticking with people who had uh, bright futures, Pierre Woulet debuted his new pirate gimmick with an eye patch. But he did actually acknowledge a Quebecer and just said, "Quote: Today I have a new story."
2: And and as as we speak today, he hasn't even a new story.
1: Yeah, right. Now he can't die. It's. Whatever, man. I will say this: he's a tough sob. Like, don't Saturday like a is like crap house.
2: Was he like twenty years old when he started wrestling?
1: Something like that. He was a youngin, but man, he was thick AF, man, with two, two C's. But another show that might challenge WrestleMania for the biggest money show of the year is the weekly pro wrestling show at the Tokyo Dome. Hell yeah! Seven uh, stars. Both all. Both All Japan and New Japan announced their matches this week with Hashimoto defending the IWGP title against Masa Chono. Who? Or you know it. Go ahead. Masa,
2: my hero, Chono.
1: I knew you wanted to. Uh, and an All Japan dream match of Mitsuharu Misawa, Kenta Kobashi, and Stan Hansen versus Toshiaki Kawada, Akira Tao, <laughs> and Dr. Death.
2: Oh, sorry. Once you said dream match and then you said Stan Hansen, I tuned out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> they loved his ass in Japan, man. He was over. Me, he a- was the guy. F- you notice those two guys had the
2: tiny wangers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good lord!
2: For those who haven't seen Noel's Bar, go watch it. Yeah, it's fantastically bad. Go watch it.
1: I don't think he ever stuck around much in the U.S. Just because uh, he was not going to be a top guy, and he had not lose bad. too much. They like, have weird really- loves in Japan, dude. I know him big Scott ass Norton. Texan. Doctor Death, yeah. Well, they like he knew he wasn't going to be a top guy over here, as far as like winning all the time. And guys like that that are huge in Japan back during this time, they don't want to lose a lot in America, and then it hurts their stock over there. Because honestly, they made a from what I hear, they made a killing in Japan. So
2: I'm big in Japan. I can't lose on TV in America.
1: <laughs> exactly. Might make it in the into the uh, magazines. My thing is, like, when it came to ones like Vader that did that in the WWF, they're like, so are you planning on leaving us soon? Like, what's the deal here? All right. Like, that one's kind of effed up.
2: Transparency's nice.
1: Yeah, right. But uh, they're close to a sellout anyway at this point. And if they hit it, they'll break the all-time record set by New Japan earlier this year. I don't know if they did, but this is a funny story from Japan. IWA did a thumb tax match on March seventh at Kurikan Hall, featuring Hiroshi Ono and Nak- Nakamaki, whoever the hell that is, versus I the hell uh, off. Versus Leatherface and Cactus Jack, both Leatherface. How and
2: did they get away with calls all Leatherface?
1: Dude, they had a Freddy over there too, so I, I don't freaking know, man. Uh, I, I'm assuming copyright laws in Japan are different. I, I really don't know. But both Leatherface and Nakamaki took bumps off the ri- the apron onto the floor which was covered in a thousand in thousands of thumbtacks. Allegedly.
2: Sounds like uh, a really great show already, dude.
1: Well, Cactus Jack did not take the bump. So the bright side, this does in fact confirm that there are two people in this world crazier than Cactus Jack.
2: I think we get Cactus Jack saying I doing that.
1: That's, yeah, it's like,
2: uh, telling man.
1: When he strokes that beard, it's like, that don't work for me, brother. (laughs) Like, there you go. Speaking of which, uh, shout out to uh, Kyle from Apron Bump and his uh, wife. They both turned 30, and I don't know if you saw the pictures. Everybody dressed up like Hulk Hogan for the party. (laughs) I I did not see them. They're all over Twitter. They're hilarious. His wife was NWO uh, Hogan, or Hollywood Hogan. And then uh, uh, Kyle was WWE return hulk hogan it was pretty What's funny
2: it's the best one
1: <laughs> well i asked him i was like so did your wife say that turning 30 doesn't work for her brother <laughs> and he's like no but that would have been awesome <laughs> anyway the war promotion will debut a new character called death mask who will be john hawk aka bradshaw playing the undertaker character but with blonde hawk. hair <laughs> yeah can you imagine him being the undertaker I know for a fact he's still in WWE in, in, in
2: 1985. What, did he do double duty or what?
1: Uh, he did say he came. I think he basically said he was, he was seen in Japan. And, and that's why he got hired. There you go. But Keiji Muto, Hiroshi Hase, and Shinya Hashimoto will be traveling to the U.S. in May. And will probably be doing something at WCW Slambury. I don't know if they do or not. I don't remember Slambury 95.
2: Is that the list right here we're about to do? I don't know if you want
1: to. (laughs) I know I've seen it in the past. I know it's... I I want to say it's the Legends one, the Legends reunion, so... That's what I was going to ask. I think it's Macho Man versus Flair, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and his dad's in the corner, right? Yeah. Past that, I remember the black and white match. It was the Indian strap match between Dick Murdoch and uh, uh, Wahoo McDaniel, which should... Man, tore that effing house down to 95, man.
2: I don't think it... uh, Dick Murdoch probably liked him, didn't he?
1: Yeah, well, I think Dick Murdoch minded his P's and Q's because it's Wahoo Mick, and Daniel, so. <laughs> but, I, uh, you know, in the words of Chris Farley, that is correct. <laughs> uh, I never heard of this one before. WCW plans to do a UFC show in Japan on June 4th, uh, or they did plan to do it, but it's been scrapped. There's not enough time to make it happen for cable company deadlines, so it's either going to be delayed until September for a combined show with K1 and Antonio Winoki, or more likely, the whole thing is a dead issue. Yeah, it's that last...
2: I'm gonna go with dead issue.
1: Yeah. Like, do you honestly think, like, Eric Bischoff would be like, yeah, let's have our guys go over to Japan and just beat the piss out of each other. Like, as a shoot. Like... (laughs) Yeah, pal, the for one...
2: all was a success.
1: Yeah, there's only one dude in wrestling that was that effing dumb, and it was Vince Russo. Brawl,
2: well, not to stick up for that idiot or anything, but you have to remember it was his idea, but he didn't force it on TV. That was that went through the filter and it was allowed.
1: Yeah. I was going like, to say, why does he get you
2: know, all the blame for it? It's kind of unfair. Yeah, yeah
1: I was going I was about and to I'm say, not defending the if, idiot. Well, in his slight defense, Vince McMahon said, "God dang it, pal, let's do it." Probably close to that, but so uh, rick Flair was furious with the WCW booking committee and threatened to quit the company on March sixth.
2: Oh, tell me another and,
1: one. Yeah, as tale as old as time. Uh, but everything was smoothed over a few days later. Basically, Flair was mad that Hulk Hogan wasn't working the TV tapings leading up to the pay per view, and he's also mad because Randy Savage now wants the Hogan power of booking his own angles. So he's mad that they negotiated a better contract than he did like, get over it, dude. I don't know what to tell you, man.
2: Well, everybody will tell you. No one should ever let a wrestler have creative control ever, no matter what.
1: Hell no. See how well that worked out through the ages. But Uncle Dave does note that Flair is trying to recreate his 80s run, except now he's 15 years older, and he's trying to play a playboy heel in his 40s, and it isn't a great idea. Basically, Flair is trying to redo the Four Horsemen again with the same people, while Hogan wants to do... Uh, redo the Ultimate Warrior with someone else. Apparently, an indie geek named R- Rio, Lord of the Jungle, and re- and redo Who? Andre the Giant. Who? Uh, well, it's uh, we'll get to him here in a minute. Uh, and redo Andre the Giant with someone else. This Paul White kid we've never we've heard so much about. And they're both grasping at their '80s youth and failing miserably. I mean, is Hogan really failing miserably? Uh, he's making the oh, money.
2: When when. When they are upcharging uh, up pay pay-per-views because he's on it. Clearly, he's a village So No, nope, you
1: know Greg, he's a failure. God. What do I know? Exactly. Meanwhile, Brian Pillman, Steve Austin, and Dustin Rhodes, who are supposed to be the future of the company, coast aimlessly <laughs> with no programs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, most you are going to age WCW like milk.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, fast forward to the end of the year, all three of them are gone.
2: All of what- the other channels.
1: Is Brian Pillman gone in '95
2: or uh, the '96
1: when he leaves? I want to say
2: he signed in '95. I can yeah, be very about
1: that. I know he's at least there in the fall because he joined the Four Horsemen. I don't remember if he's if he quite left yet though. When
2: did he walk uh, out his Johnson and piss all over ECW?
1: <laughs> right, and then allegedly call. Uh, or and then didn't he? Did he actually use the N word? I don't uh, in ECW? I can't remember cuz I know I I know Shocker, New Jack got mad. At oh him, god. So I'm not allowed to say that. I can't remember if he actually said that.
2: Yeah, but playing. you know it. becomes like uh, why are we even talking about this when you said New Jack said it cuz everybody says it to him.
1: That is that is very true or uh that is correct. Oh, that's three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There'll be more, I'm sure. For those wondering about the ultimate surprise at the Uncensored oh, show, it was originally supposed to be the Road Warriors, which would have been be- better, however, still and weird. And it have
2: made no sense still.
1: Right. Uh, but now it's going to be Rio, Lord of the Jungle, dressed up like Ultimate Warrior because they can't afford the original. <laughs> wow. Uh, according to Eric Bischoff, he was never approached about hiring the Ultimate Warrior.
2: That's what Uh, I call BS on. I don't believe that.
1: He said, from the beginning, Jimmy Hart pitched this whole thing. And it's like, okay, and then you greenlit it?
2: Okay, let's say that's true. So what was uh, the intention here? To get Warrior to see this and get pissed off and want to go on his own accord?
1: Yeah, right. Uh, Like, Who uh, wouldn't see that and get kind of pissed? Well, I mean, you'd probably be a little flattered and laugh at it, but I'd also get kind of pissed. It's like, so they can't call me and offer me a job, but they'll get an Uh, an imitator like okay by the way the face paint I know this is like the least of all of it and we'll get to it more later on but the face paint man he just had a giant R painted on his face right like what
2: really stupid
1: yeah (laughs) oh man I heard the R man (laughs) Oh, oh man man so, I
2: forgot Rhodes. all about that part because I'm not looking at my notes right now, but I, f- I can believe forgot all about that.
1: Yeah. Oh, this
2: is the genesis of this.
1: <laughs> yep. Because <Like>, you <laughs> wanted Rio to be really the Lord of the Jungle. It's uh, good stuff, man.
2: Why don't you make so, me so, watch this? Well, that insult your mother or something? <laughs> Talk shit about your wife or something? Like, what, what the hell? Oh, do? come on.
1: This is some good crap, pal. I don't know. Your crap. Oh, yeah. The Dustin Rhodes versus Blacktop Bully truck match will be on. Uh, will be pre-taped and then spliced into the show because they don't want to risk uh, listen to this because they don't want to risk anything bad happening while trying to shoot (laughs) live from the back of a moving truck
2: it kind Uh, of negates the whole thing that we're about to talk about the aftermath of this then doesn't it
1: yeah or just makes
2: the uh, editors dumb right something I don't know
1: well WCW logic let's have a match in the back of a moving truck and we'll pre-tape it because otherwise we might look stupid (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, ship has man. sailed and it is in the middle of the damn uh, ocean dude sorry
1: yep so they taped a match with steven regal versus bobby eaton for tv on march 18th and it was really weird it was really weird as eaton was a total baby face after regal won cleanly he went to the interview podium and said that he wanted to team with eaton and thus the blue bloods are both
2: oh god you know okay yeah there he became go. the Earl of Eaton.
1: <laughs> yes, Robert Earl of Eaton. Good God! Yeah, the guy from Alabama.
2: Roll Tide, England.
1: So, so Dave Sullivan did a stretcher job for Vader at the same tapings, and this drew some heat from those in charge because, and Uncle Dave swears he's not making this up. They oh, well. Want a- <laughs> they didn't want to hurt Evad's credibility for his upcoming feud with DDP. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that. Oh my it's, god. Uh, uh, yeah, Evad Sullivan's great credibility.
2: Uh, the big Speaking money feud of- with, the, with the 40-year-old rookie. It's not a knock on DDP because I love DDP. At the time, he's the oldest
1: dude in wrestling. It's so a rookie.
2: Yeah. There's nothing but money in that feud, huh?
1: And his bunny rabbit.
2: And this uh, is uh, This is Dave Sullivan, right? So he's doing the whole. Yes. Handicap thing, right?
1: Yeah. Where he's like dyslexic or and, yeah. and special and That's whatever. Lovely. I don't know. Yep. Wow. Well, speaking of. Uh,
2: can't make any of this up, folks. And we're not.
1: Well, speaking Go look of people up. with no with no drawing power. Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom are at the WCW TV tapings. Apparently in line for a push as a baseball playing tag team. What? Those
2: who don't know, that's the Beverly Brothers.
1: Uh, yeah, slash the wrecking crew from uh, AWA. Yeah, it wasn't Mike yeah. Eno's in the ring when uh, Scott Hall debuted.
2: Yeah, he was the Mauler, I believe.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Let me ask God. you something from there. Huh. Is Shaker Heights, Ohio, a really up, like like an uptight, rich place or something?
1: I've never been there, and other than the Beverly Brothers. Like being announced from there, I have no idea what the hell it is. I'm just gonna say that. I think it's close I, to Cleveland. I
2: I know. I just I shouldn't just assume that because you know what? I never heard of Rancho Cucamonga until the Hartley Boys came along. Good lord! Oh, I didn't.
1: Uh Isn't that? Uh, didn't we find out that that's kind of a more richy area yeah. down there?
2: Well, they yeah. well the explanation that I saw was it's a high tax bracket or something like that. <laughs> just. The easy way of saying Rich neighbor, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. So WCW is pushing hard to get Kurt Hennig in as one of the new four horsemen, although they've gone down this road before and it always yeah. ends badly for them.
2: Okay, it'll yeah. happen soon. Ish. Just two more years. Just two more, guys. Come on.
1: Yeah, right. Just hold out there. <laughs> Uh, WCW is also trying to get Elizabeth, but Uncle Dave is pretty sure that no one has actually contacted her about it yet. Uh, no! which I- no! Yeah, she'll be there shortly. In ECW, this is my only ECW story we got today.
2: You didn't, In so, EC- hold on, hold on, you can't just introduce her like that, what the hell?
1: It's only one story, it doesn't get I don't care!
2: World. Yes, it does. Oh, God. You're ruining the integrity well, of our show, ass. What are you doing?
1: This week in ECW. Thank you. There we go. Now anyway. I'm happy. In ECW, the Comfort you made me Inn happy. <laughs> Good God. The Comfort Inn that had been acting as the unofficial headquarters for the promotion is no longer allowing wrestlers to stay there. Apparently there has oh, been a series of disturbances.
2: What the hell? I feel like we've already done this story. Or something similar to it.
1: Something similar, yes. Did this happen again? I want to say, holy crap. (laughs) They keep getting kicked out of hotels and motels, man.
2: (laughs) Holy crap. This is great.
1: Look at their roster. Come on. (sighs) Yikes. This is not the exact same story, correct? No, this is, this isn't the exact same story, but damn close. God, this
2: has happened multiple times.
1: Yep. It's, uh, (laughs) yep. It's something. Well, as we mentioned, uh, or we mentioned this guy earlier. John Hawk defended his North American title against Greg Valentine in Jim Crockett's Dying Dallas promotion next week. Or excuse me, he will defend it. Uh they're doing a feud where manager Brandon Baxter brought out a guy in a turban and a white sheet as Sergeant Snackbar in a scathing parody oh of God. Skandar Akbar and pulled off the sheet to reveal Dusty Wolf in a Doink the Clown outfit.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> oh, uh,
1: like why? Like what? Why not? Yeah, this is something. Uh, so, for those worried that Jacques Rougeau's retirement might have been real, he's working a show in Taunton, Massachusetts, on March 24th. Oh, well, thank God. You can
2: count on one hand the amount of people that were worried that was real, or even cared. Jacques- how you'd have
1: four you, fingers left? It's the Mountie. show some damn respect, put some respect on always
2: his gets thing. his man
1: exactly. And uh, we still have not gotten the answer to the question does he like the way that leather feels against his body? But either way,
2: uh, no, in the archives, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, what show was that? SummerSlam
2: Summer like right? 1991?
1: Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Good god. So in the USWA PG13 did a hair versus hair match against Tommy Rich and Gorgeous George III, aka That's Wildfire the Tommy Rich. Gorgeous George III, by the way, would go on to be the maestro in WCW, and drew a uh, 1,600 person house in a four star match. Good God, Dave! Uh, I don't know if he's being sarcastic. They also drew four times the average for the Nashville shows this week as well. Rich and Sid almost, actually...
2: That's almost as many people that showed up for Bunkhouse Bunk versus Jimmy Graffiti.
1: Hell yeah, man. So uh, Tommy, Rich, and Sid actually got into a big dressing room argument over who was the bigger draw and most over while Sid was champion. And although everyone outside the territory thought that it was Sid and everyone inside the territory thought it was Rich, the answer now seems pretty clear. Right.
2: Really? In 2023, I think we know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, they're trying to insinuate that oh, well, Rich drew a pretty big house in in USWA this one time. Gives a crap!
2: Who else is on the card?
1: Yeah, like, God. Uh, Last story I got here. George Zahorian is out of prison and trying to get his medical license back. God. I don't think he ever does. Probably not. He describes his prison stay as worse than hell. Right. I mean, or worse than Dominic Mysterio's. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Zahorian claims to have been led astray and used by the world of pro wrestling. Wow! Uh, oh, attorneys yeah. attorneys from the state are vehemently against reinstating his license since he never actually admitted to his crimes. He he's currently working for five dollars an hour as a clerk.
2: Well, if he admitted to his crimes, he'd be in jail still. I mean,
1: <sighs> yeah,
2: kind of a double edged sword there, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, right. So, so admit to Although it. Although nobody give him his did ask back? me so. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good God. I just That's... It's a weird story, man. But if anybody doesn't know Dr. Zahorian, go back and watch that um, Dark Side of the Ring on the steroid tra- uh, the steroid scandal. So, that was a big thing. He was a big player in it. So
2: Yeah, that was a big thing, too.
1: Good God. Anyway. We're going to take our next break here. We're going to get into the event at hand. Finally. Yay. Us. Oh, finally. Yeah. Here we go. Right, uncensored. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector.
0: Hey, gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contest, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUp Sports Podcast Network and association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports.
1: Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. WCW Uncensored 1995 took place on March 19th, 1995. Tagline unsanctioned, unauthorized, unbelievable. Yeah. Unwatchable.
2: Yeah. You said a mouthful of that one, dude. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, Uh, they they left off unwatchable, but, you know, whatever. Uh, The venue was the Tupelo Coliseum in Tupelo, Mississippi, because when I think of uh, obscure shows that nobody wants to see, I think of Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, (laughs) The attendance was fifty seven hundred eighty two. Cool. And the buy rate was point ninety six, which meant that two hundred thousand people bought this crap.
2: That means they were able to convince two hundred ninety people, thousand people, that it was good, or worth getting.
1: Yeah, yikes, man!
2: This is one of the ones that my buddy recorded onto a VHS tape. Google that, and gave and <laughs> let me watch it afterwards.
1: Said yeah, by he God, got, he got it through.
2: He got it through nefarious ways, of course.
1: Did he tell you uh, before you watch it? Let me tell you, don't watch it. Oh, watch it. <laughs>
2: No, dude, we were all what's 995, we're eleven, dude. We're oblivious to how bad this was.
1: That uh, yeah. Dude,
2: I told you I used to run home on on Mondays to watch Raw, no matter what was going on.
1: Yeah, dude, yeah, it could be the go. it was
2: probably the worst piece of crap in the world. I didn't give a damn. <laughs> Still don't in yep. some way, but I look at it differently.
1: Hey, man, when I was a when I was a young kid, I thought the mummy returns was great. So look back at it now, I was like, man, it's a pile of crap. But either way. But uh Begin with a goofy-ass opening video where wrestlers keep telling us to get out of their faces. <laughs> okay. Uh, we now go to Tony Skivone, Bobby Heenan, and Mike Tanay. Tony lets us know that Ric Flair is in Vader's corner tonight, so Hulk Hogan had to go to the dark side to find a suitable person in his corner, the Renegade. And yeah, we don't
2: know what he looks like at this point, right?
1: Uh, we... Kinda, I mean, we can't see the full thing, but remember, like, Hogan was cutting yeah. some yeah, goofy-ass promo, and he's behind him, like, stand, like posing, and there's, like, steam coming down, so it's, like, it's kinda covering his face a bit. I don't effing know, but either way. Either way, where is the dark side, and how do you wander around finding people?
2: It's right outside parts unknown. I can't Not believe me. you don't know your geography. What's wrong with you?
1: Oh, yeah, right. Uh, is it close to Dudleyville? That's how I judge everything.
2: Uh, it's right outside of it. Okay, there you go. So it's like Dudleyville's right here, and then like parts and Knows right outside of it.
1: Ah, okay, good to know.
2: And it's all <laughs> taking place in the deepest, darkest part of your mind.
1: Oh, hell yeah. And the catacombs, that too. <laughs> uh, but Tony tries to keep hyping the show and the WCW hotline. But he's interrupted by a video screen that shows the first quote-unquote match has already begun. By the way, people keep getting interrupted tonight. I'll get into that. Like, it's just everybody's off. This whole show sucks. But this is Dustin Rhodes versus the Blacktop Bully in a King of the Road match. No official time announced. And, man, we're starting off hot, man. It's only downhill from here. (laughs) Bobby Heenan tells us that the back of that truck covered in hay probably smells like Dusty Rhodes' living room.
2: Yep.
1: Which I chuckled. 1995 would be the first year WCW ever made money since Turner bought it, and, uh, but I'm not sure how, when they rented out this truck, the road, a pickup truck to drive beside the semi, and a damn helicopter to, fl- to film it from the damn air. Well, maybe they borrowed WCW's extreme chopper.
2: I think we have some cops at one point, don't we?
1: Maybe I don't remember, <laughs> just and I think they said they actually uh, Tony Giovanni said, uh, I think that they actually filmed this in North Carolina somewhere. It's like, oh yeah, don't give away the magic. Come on. Anyway. look, That's I realize they're on the back, I realize they're on the back of a moving semi, but these poor bastards have to pretend that they can't climb up a six-foot cage thing and ring a damn bell.: uh, Yeah, we should probably
2: mention that. The point of this match is to get up there and ring that damn bell.
1: Yeah, right.. <laughs> Uh, so the screen messes up a few times and they claim it's microwave interference.
2: Oh, that's the act of God that we were all looking for.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh, for some reason, uh, by the way, I'm believers.
2: This matches proof that uh, he may exist or not exist. Depends on how you look at it. But
1: it's (laughs) also proof that the editors decided, saw all this and decided, yeah, let's leave it in. Yeah. right. (laughs) Uh, They could have cut that and nobody would have been any the wiser. We'll get but to
2: it, but I do have a question about that at the end. I do. It's like something that's always bothered me about this whole thing.
1: Well, for some reason, Blacktop Bully tries climbing out of the semi. That's smart. Rhodes gets busted open at one point. Finally, Bully knocks Rhodes off the top and blows the horn. Uh, we go back into the arena where they blow off a ton of pyro like someone just won the damn Royal Rumble. Uncle Dave uh, gives it... Nick. <laughs> I want to point out, by the way, for those you who may not know, this is literally Goldust versus...
2: Demolition smash.
1: <laughs> right. And no <laughs> one gave a damn. <laughs> Uncle Dave gave it negative dose stars. I gave it a star. What say you?
2: I gave it like one. Again, I tested my mental, it tested me. Do you want to go zero on this? Because if there was ever <laughs> right. a zero fee to give, it's right here, dude.
1: Yeah. But I want
2: to save that elusive zero stars for an actual match. <laughs> and I know I'm using that loosely and you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, well, this was not really a match. It was a sideshow in the back of a truck. So.
1: You don't say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> but we go to the back with Mike Tanay, where he's standing by with Colonel Robert Paca, aka Foghorn, Leghorn, uh, Arn Anderson, and Meng to talk about Arn's boxer versus wrestler match against Johnny the oh, Bad. God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Arn says that he's going to avoid the big left, and instead he's going to hit him with a DDT. <laughs> Parker rambles to put over Meng's uncensored martial art style.
2: Look, like, I get what? that he was like a like what was like a Texas oil tycoon or whatever, but he sounded like yeah. he had Tourette's when he talked. You notice that?
1: <laughs> I I didn't notice that. No, but yeah, he just yeah. sounded like Foghorn Leghorn to me. Like <laughs> I, I've he should have started every promo with I say I will say I say
2: he <laughs> looked like Colonel Sanders you know, offspring dude
1: yeah right he's like come on by and I, I, I might fill you in on at least one of my secret herbs and spices
2: I'll point out we're well past Labor Day at this point why is he wearing white
1: <laughs> how dare he that's the biggest <laughs> crime going on here but today cuts Parker off because he keeps going on and on and instead plays a video package for the next match cool this next one is Meng with Colonel Robert Parker versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a oh martial God. arts match. The referee, this is our first I, sighting well, I think of martial Sonny arts, I man?
2: I think of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, man.
1: God dang it, you took one of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes about seven minutes.
2: Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's martial arts right there, damn it.
1: Well, he's right up there with Chuck Norris, man. Come on. Meng you know, is in full Japanese. A he's
2: just crapped on a legend, so you can go to hell for that.
1: Well, I'm not crapping. I'm just saying. It. It's like, well, you know, when I think you kind of white did like comparing him to Axel Jim Duggan a little well, bit. didn't think of white boys, white boys and karate, it's it's Chuck Norris and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Come on. All right, well, and, Steve, and Steven Seagal, of course. You Steve know Steve Black, skinnier fat that man cannot act. <laughs> uh, anyway, he had a
2: few uh, good movies, so screw that. <laughs> Above the uh, Law is a great movie. I'll stand by that.
1: Well, Meng is in full Japanese wardrobe and makes him look like a little bit like a geisha ninja. Uh, Not my words, by the way. It was another reviewer that I had seen, and I was like, I'm taking that. But Jim Duggan comes out in jeans, a ripped up T-shirt, a headband, biker boots, and fists taped up to his elbows. Right.
2: He saved me time. He came out looking as white as white can be.
1: Well, redundant statement. (laughs) How hard was that? Redundant statement is redundant, but he looks like an idiot. <laughs> and here's where I put, and you know, when I think of martial arts match, I think of Jim F and Duggan. <laughs> the only semblance of rules that we get come from Tony Schiavone, so the in house crowd is clueless. He says that quote basically, in this martial arts match, you can pin your man, you can knock him out, they are going to be fighting. Quote. Yeah, all,
2: there's, no, there's no point system as in what would be in a martial arts match, right? So you
1: know. Yeah. Well, I still think that, uh, well, not to spoil the ending, but Jimmy would have won if he swept the leg. But, yeah, exactly. But, so, you got a problem pin- with that?
2: <laughs> no, that's the same.
1: But basically, pinfall and KO only, it sounds like. Ono wasn't known at this time, so he's not a heel! But Duggan starts Yeah, off that,
2: was, mocking. that was in my nose, too. Mike. I didn't even know he was a ref, ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, just you know, this you know, one it makes time. Well, Eric Bischoff called in a favor. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, they're boys in real life. But Duggan starts off mocking the
2: Japanese. on here? Yeah, I couldn't yeah. resist, sorry. Wow. Duggan like starts <laughs>
1: off mocking the Japanese traditions and even takes his boot off with, uh, to beat him.: yeah, it. Yeah, because,
2: you know, no more American than a little bit of racism, huh? <laughs> Yeah, he's
1: he's the baby face here, man. He's hitting him with foreign objects. He's mocking Japanese people. Like, yeah, there you go, man. Oh, God, and and you know who's not taking offense to that? His opponent, because he's the a Japanese
2: Shango. guy, the Japanese guy in the ring is actually okay with it. Or at least he does not yeah. show any emotion about it.
1: Hey, well, he's probably if anybody's going to be offended, it's not going to be his opponent. It's going to be the damn referee. So there you go. But he he's even threatens fit. to hit Ono a few times. So yeah, like, right, oh, real baby. Real baby face there.
2: And again, now now I'm, pie- now I'm piecing something together now. I'm, I'm just getting it now. When you mentioned he was like, you know, making fun of Japanese people and then threatens to hit him. How is that yeah. not shrewd as ultimate racism? I hate Japanese people. I'm going to hit the Japanese ref. Come on, dude. Yeah,
1: Man, right. It's, it's,
2: just, it's all come to me now.
1: <laughs> surprised he didn't call him Charlies or something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's always Parker a gets there's some guy
2: named Charlie.
1: <laughs> Good God. Parker gets involved quite a bit. Ono tries to pull Duggan off of him once, and that leaves him open for a sidekick from Meng, leading to a pinfall win. Yet again, Uncle Dave gave this negative dose stars. I gave it a star and a half. It sucked really bad, but hot damn they tried. Let's see you.
2: I'll give it one, even though it felt like number two.
1: That it did. Well, save that because up next, we see a package. Oh, yeah. Johnny B. Bad versus Aaron Anderson. Arn had turned heel and joined Colonel, uh, Colonel Robert Parker's stable, which was uh, the best stable. stable. Yeah, the best stable. I mean, it had Bunkhouse yeah. Buck in it. And Dick Slater joined it at one point. So eh, it's ah. not Dick Slater. I need you you get that name right, please? Excuse me. Dirty Dick Slater. Thank you. Uh, un- unwashed Dick Slater. <laughs> <laughs> wash it after. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So we get to <laughs> an interview with Johnny V. Bad and his trainer Rock Finnegan. Johnny's dressed like a boxer and calls his left hand Dreamland. We now see a video of Arn Anderson where he's apparently supposed to be a heel because he's driving a pickup truck and works construction. <laughs> Real so heelish.
2: man man's a heel. Okay, gotcha.
1: Yeah, f him. Right. We then get but various f. clips you, right? of him. <laughs> me right. <laughs> we then get various clips of him beating people up. You're not going to get this, but I'm going to assume this promo was the archetype for the Rip Wheeler character from Yellowstone. I, uh,
2: like, uh, is this like an early version of the Really Regal's Working Man's Band?
1: Good Lord. Yeah, except this one might actually be legitimate. <laughs> this is Arn Anderson with Colonel Robert Parker in his corner, taking on Johnny B. Bad with Rock Finnegan in his corner. It's a boxer versus wrestler match. It ends 22 seconds in the fourth round. So, Arne Anderson is the television champion, but it's not on the line because this is uncensored, Damn it! You can't possibly put a title on the line. I don't know if
2: you're uh, although, joking or not, but that's, you're, you're probably spot on.
1: Although, I will say, they did mention in the tagline it's unsanctioned. So, I mean, at least they covered their bases with that, as dumb as it may be. But the announcer says that this is scheduled to go for 10 three-minute rounds with a one-minute rest between rounds, so God help us. Uh, you can win by KO or pin.
2: Oh, well, I had to watch this whole thing, so he didn't help us. At least not me.
1: <laughs> uh, Tony begins this match by speculating on the whereabouts of Hulk Hogan's manager, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Come into
2: play. Oh, match! It's in my notes, too. I'm like, dude, does anybody give a damn about Jimmy Hart? Really?
1: Well, and Greg, this isn't going to set up for anything later on, I'm sure. Oh, it's not. But round one ends with Arn on his ass in the corner. After the bell rings at the end of round two, Arn jumps Johnny and hits the DDT. He then attacks him in the corner and tosses him out of the ring for Parker to attack. Partway through round three, Rock Finnegan jumps Anderson from behind and gets tossed off. Before round four, Finnegan cuts the left glove off of Johnny's hand. When Anderson charges into the corner, Finnegan throws a spit bucket on his head. Johnny punches it and knocks him out for ten. Uncle Dave I kind is- of
2: find that a little bit clever, honestly.
1: It was. Uh, but man, Uncle Dave rated this higher than I did. He gave it two and a half stars. I gave it one yeah. and a half. Let's say you. One. Suck.
2: How did it end? Because I, I feel like I didn't realize where it ended.
1: Uh, well, it's just like he punched him and then they just counted to 10 and they're like, oh, he's, he's knocked out. So there you oh, go. Oh,
2: he count? Okay. I must have missed the count or something.
1: Yeah. He's like, he's. I'm counting, watching. Like, him like, you He's over? The ref kind of like faded into the, into the back a little bit, so you don't really, they don't focus on okay, him. Okay,
2: that's what I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, but he was counting, so there's that. But next up, we get a video package for the Macho Man, in case you didn't know who the F he was by now. Uh, we now go backstage with Mike Tanay, standing by with Macho Man Randy Savage. He starts uh, shouting like usual, then he shoves Tanay and says, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'll knock you out. Get that smile no. off your face right now. Uh, I'll take anybody out on the way. No more, Mister Nice Guy, brother. See you later. like, <laughs> holy crap, Macho. Like, what, what, what are you even saying here?
2: I like, I saw my all-time favorites, like him and Hogan Warrior, they just like rambled. Like, what the hell did you just say?
1: <laughs> uh, and it's so memeable now. Like, some of the stuff they say is just so, so epically memeable. <sighs> but. What you was know what? say uh, what you
2: will, man, but this stuff put line their pockets, man. So
1: hell yeah. Well, up next is this. It's Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Avalanche. In a
2: I, I want to say this is the last time he's the Avalanche. I want to say.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, I think the next month he's the Shark, and he's in the Dungeon of Doom. I think.
2: I am Dungeon wow. of Doom.
1: <laughs> uh, keep this in mind. This is a no disqualification match, uh, and yeah, was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the no DQ pay per view. By the way, oh yeah, tell you
2: that It's it's you know no rules. It's uncensored. Everything goes here.
1: Dude, Bobby Heenan said that like five thousand times. Any any time anything happened, well, it's uncensored. And then some like rules would be applied, and then he would just ignore it. Ah, well, you know it's uncensored. Like shut the f up, Bobby. <laughs> But the avalanche, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, we just mentioned the shark, whatever, but he was also earthquake and John Tenta, whatever. But avalanche actually pulls off a running dropkick at one point. Uh, yeah, outside. man, like where the hell did that come from? Yeah, right. And I mean, he's a big guy, so it's like, oh, shocker. But people talk about how much Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar sweat buckets. Like, dude, look at him, man. Like, he was yeah. dripping. But at one point outside of the ring, Macho Man gets jumped by a woman, quote unquote, who is clearly Ric Flair dressed in drag. Yeah,
2: I know. It takes you like 10 minutes to figure it out, by the way. Come on, dude. <laughs> and this
1: was completely pointless. And I know. Right? He... That's my note. Like, why
2: was he dressed up in drag? Because he just came out of the crowd. Why couldn't he run from yeah. the back as Ric Flair?
1: Yep. And he went way too damn far with this outfit, by the way. Like, even okay. for night. Nine...
2: I'm, I'm glad you said that because one of my notes here is like, I'm not an expert on guyliner. But I think he might have used a tad too much. Just just a little
1: bit. Yeah, he used a lot of makeup. That was a gigantic wig. And that outfit was outdated for 95. So, like, he looked like a grandma. (laughs)
2: All right, this is going to be some inside baseball. Do you remember at WrestleMania 34, that guy that kept going to get beer every five minutes? He was wearing a player robe with a big-ass wig. I had flashbacks to that (laughs) watching this. God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was literally a bathrobe that it looked like he he glued feathers on. (laughs) yeah and I,
2: I think i said he didn't look like Ric flair he looked like when bobby needed trying to sneak into the manhattan center like one of the first oh my god of raw you know? <laughs> he did not look like yep. flair at all i don't know what the hell he oh, was going no. for
1: <laughs> rick flair by the way who wasn't even at that show but you know whatever <laughs> uh but either way hulk hogan eventually runs out and chases off the avalanche and rick flair and as you guessed it Savage wins via disqualification <laughs> yeah. in a no DQ match. <laughs> Look, this match wasn't great, to of, but that finish <laughs> brought it down even further. I gave it an eight you know, star and a half.
2: I was laughing the whole time when I heard I my mean DQ. I'm like, what the hell did I miss? So I literally go and pull up Wikipedia. I'm like, this was a no DQ match, right? Or did I miss yep. something?
1: And uh, the Bookers are idiots. Yeah, so there you go. That's what you missed. Uh, Uncle Dave. Give it a star and a quarter. I give it a star and a half. What say you? One star. Sad I have, say that about Savage match. Uh, yeah. Okay, I
2: was going to say I, I've now said that about a Savage match and Ron an Anderson match in one show. That's not <laughs> something you do every so often.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's a special kind of show for you.
2: There's another one coming up too that might kind of be like, "Whoa, really?"
1: Yep. Um, well, this next. I think you match, know what it is. This next match is actually match of the night, which is weird to say, at least in my opinion that bar is on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hogan helps Savage to the back after Savage had taken the sit-down splash from Avalanche earlier. Uh, in the end, Mike—or, excuse me, in the back, Mike Tanay is with Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. Stevie Ray is excited for tonight that there are, quote, no rules and no regulations. Cool. Uh, Booker T says that he might that last someone— match. <laughs> Uh, Booker T says that he might hit someone with something foreign if you know what he's saying. <laughs> so, is he going to hit mean somebody international. with international? Right. Well, my question is so, is he going to hit somebody with Sonny Ono? I didn't say it. <laughs> uh, and then he Send said your that tweets to. You. Okay, it's at me, Red Marks, Marks,
2: and it is both of us, but Troy runs the, tr- the Twitter, so at him. Yeah. Not me. Yeah, right. Leave me out of that one.
1: He then says that he'll leave Tupelo. Obliviated, <laughs> which I think is a Harry Potter spell. Oh, I, I think if
2: you if you're obliviated, aren't you the victim? Uh, well, we we're, were supposed to say, say I'm gonna to obliviate to you. you. Aren't you the victim?
1: I'm no, obliviated. If, if somebody, somebody, that's obliviated, I think is basically just like confused. So it's no, like I don't you're gonna I'm con- Oblivious. I'm sorry. Yeah. So are, are are people going to be? I don't confused? know. Grammar but, today. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I know that's a Harry Potter spell, but yeah, Yeah,
2: people. are... People are definitely going to be confused because they're in Mississippi and they see a black guy.
1: Oh my god! Hey, whoa. I, I I know what you're getting at, but there are a lot of black guys in Mississippi. So
2: just going off the old southern
1: white guy thing. Well, and uh, you know, I mean, we're not going to talk about why there are a lot of black guys in Mississippi. We're going to leave that one alone. But either way, <laughs> moving on for the next time. God, I had um, a friend
2: from Mississippi, dude. He was as southern as they can be. That's where I'm getting this from.
1: Yeah. Well. That uh, you don't say. But for the second time tonight, Mike Tanay cuts off a manager in the middle of their p- promo for a video package, and Sherry stares a hole through him.
2: <laughs> this is going on right now in WWE and AEW. Every time we're doing a interview with somebody, oh, we got to cut off. Something else is going on. Something more important than you.
1: Yeah, right. Shut it's, the F it, up. We got to show a video package.
2: It's, uh, it's usually Eddie Kingston or somebody else. I forget who off the top of my head. Keep getting cut off. You know, Eddie
1: Kingston quit because aew sucks and now he's in ring of honor with basically the same people and it and it's so much better oh is that where that went <laughs> yes okay
2: i did not know that i saw the thing when he quit yeah people was ironic i him. was there but
1: yeah well people were mocking him on twitter because he popped up on uh, in ring of honor and then tweeted about it like it was real he's like oh it's like it's like the early days of aew i feel so free over here and they're like dude it's basically the same roster <laughs>
2: Yeah, but okay. I watched a Ring of Honor pay per view that they put on, and it's better than the AEW stuff. So maybe he did make an upgrade.
1: Yeah, right. Well, why can Why can Tony is Tony booking that too? Because if he is, I'm going to say the no. There's man. no way in hell
2: because Ring of Honor is so damn good, even with him in charge. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just happy that uh, Matt Taven's back. That's all I care about. But
2: yeah, you go two streets over, down an alley, and up a little hill. There's a bush in front of this house. That's Matt Taven's house. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> A uh, little story, oh, folks, from some guy we met in Orlando. Yeah,
1: yeah. <sighs> but this match up next, you I may, in my you opinion, may not have
2: uh, had relations with a family member, by the way. <laughs> Good old now.
1: Yeah, uh, but, uh, get running away from that as quickly as possible. In my opinion, like you said, this bar is on the floor. But this, in my opinion, is match of the night. It's Big Bubba Rogers versus Sting, in an Anything Goes match which is the same thing as a no-DQ match. So, whatever. But it goes uh, 13 minutes, 43 seconds. Big Bubba is back in his suit and fedora as he went back to this gimmick after a And they no explain
2: it to you. I like that. I, did you catch right. that? They explained to you why he's Big Bubba again.
1: Yeah, he's not the guardian angel anymore. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. But Bubba points his finger at Sting to start the match, so Sting bites it and then punches him. <laughs> I mean, what? And to which Bobby Heenan says, "Well, it's uncensored." Uh, but <laughs> Bubba wants his hat back, but instead Sting teases him. I like this hat. And then he leg drops it and tosses it into the crowd. To which Bobby Heenan says, "Well, it's uncensored." <laughs> but uh, Bubba works Sting's leg a lot, so Sting collapses oh, during his.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so Sting collapses during a scoop slam attempt, and Bubba pins him for the win, which shocked the hell out of me. But Uncle Dave and I both gave this two and a half stars for average. What say you?
2: I I as well gave it two. It was not that
1: bad. No, it was pretty good. I mean, it could have been on Nitro, but it was still pretty good. It probably was. Yeah. Well, I know there was no Nitro at this time. Whatever. But okay. So it been Saturday on Banner
2: night. Saturday night. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Right. It
2: but probably next? it probably did happen in the uh, Disney World uh, soundstage.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, but backstage, Mike Thinay is standing by with the Nasty Boys. Nobs is screaming about whether or not we're ready for the nasty sensation. That does not sound pleasant. He also says that they're about to tear down Tucson.
2: They're going to get
1: uh, uh Too bad the pay-per-view's in Tupelo. Uh,
2: more <laughs> <Tucson>. screaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a hell of a away from Tucson.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, more screaming, More yelling. Mike Tanay sends us to the second video play-up package for this match. This because, was a you know, really
2: hyped feud. Don't, I, you know, I don't know if you know that or not. But
1: I'm I not mean, saying it's
2: great, but this was a long-running hyped feud.
1: But, like I could get that, but it's just like, how many video play-up packages do we need, man? Rock and Austin got like one or two.
2: <laughs> like, maybe because Rock uh, and Austin are not as good as the, as the Harlem Heat and the Nasty Boys.
1: Exactly. They wish they were Brian Nobbs and Jerry Saggs. And uh, Stevie Ray, I'm leaving out Booker because he was good. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I know it's a hot take. Stevie Ray wasn't good. How dare I? Time
2: Hall of Famer. How do you? Mean he's good.
1: <laughs> but this is the Harlem Heat with Sister Sherry taking on the Nasty Boys in a Texas Tornado Falls Count Anywhere match in eight minutes forty three seconds. This is a non title because you can't possibly have the titles defended like this. Right. Sherry comes out alone, and when the Nasties ask what's going on, she claims she doesn't know where Harlem Heat is. This allows Booker and Stevie to jump them from behind. Sherry gets taken to Pity City at one point. Uh, they eventually battle back to the a set-up concession stand in reference to the famous Tupelo concession stand brawl from the Territory days. That I'm sure like five people watching this show get the reference to. Ketchup and mustard flies everywhere, and everyone slips and slides. Sherry falls once, and I guess she nearly breaks her tailbone. They tear down the concession stands. Brian Nobbs drops Booker T on some debris with a power slam and pins him to win as the camera barely catches it, panning over to see Jerry Sags and Stevie Ray. That's some awesome camera work there, man. But Uncle Dave gives this two and a half stars. I gave it two because it wasn't all that good. What say you? I gave
2: it two because it was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, we'll say fun. It, yeah, it wasn't terrible. But we now join Mike today in the back with Vader. Vader steals the mic and scares away today. Uh, Vader cuts a pretty strong promo about how Hulk Hogan is nowhere, has nowhere else to hide because it's uncensored, unsanctioned. And then Hogan's and uh, He says Hogan's in trouble. He puts over the 23 world titles that he and Flair have put together. Vader hands the mic over to, to, uh, to Rick. Uh, he couldn't
2: at least go fix himself.
1: Yeah, and Flair still has eyeliner and eyeshadow on, which is hilarious. Uh, and I like, by the way, how Vader hands the mic over and continues to cut a promo because he don't <laughs> need no damn mic. Flair says that he's heard his whole career that Hogan was the guy that Flair couldn't ever beat. But tonight, he's helping to end Hulkamania
2: right he, he does next uncensored exactly which we have now alluded to twice in this episode right
1: we now get clips of rick flair helping vader attack hulk hogan hogan fighting back with a leather strap and hinting at an ultimate surprise aka the renegade and to which i say yeah because a leather strap is a practical weapon when you're fighting people off
2: it wasn't a yuppie pie what was it
1: no, that, that's coming up in about five years at Uncensored 2000.
2: This paper review just
1: sucks, dude. How dare you? The Yapapa Indian Strap Match brother was, like, historic. We got to review that someday. Anyway, we're going to take our A second last break. <laughs> we're going to take our next break. When we come back, it's main event time. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
0: What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey it's about nostalgia it's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan the podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world whether it's wwf wwe wcw ecw we even cover the golden eras of ring of honor progress tna and more promotions in the future as well new episodes every wednesday bump day huh yeah go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or youtube and subscribe today for the most diverse fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world i'm hard
1: Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward main event marks. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> it's Vader with Ric Flair in his corner taking on Hulk Hogan in a strap match. This goes about 15 and a half minutes. Yet again, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship is not on the line. When Hogan comes out, Tony Schiavone is wondering where the hell Jimmy Hart and the Renegade are. Before Hogan can get strapped up, Vader and Flair are backing him down. I, when the I feel Ren- like
2: I should have done some research on this. Was he like kidnapped at one point and that's why they kept asking, where is he? Oh, not again, not again.
1: Yes. Okay. I I, I want to say yes. That's why he comes out looking the way he does. I
2: guarantee you I was watching WCW at this time. I just can't remember off the top of my head why the hell he wasn't there.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, and the people in in house have no idea what the hell is going on because they don't announce that. But either way, they're back in Hogan down. And now the Renegade's music finally hits, and he has his Ultimate Warrior impression entrance chasing Ric Flair to the back. Because, you know, if one guy deserves his own entrance at this show, it's the effing Renegade.
2: And I do remember vividly watching this thinking that like, legitimately was the Miller Warrior. <laughs> I really what did. What the hell
1: happened to him? Uh, This doesn't last long, however, as Flair comes back out, and Renegade just keeps shouting and staring at him. He's like an NPC in a video game, where every time you walk past him, it just activates him, and he's like... (laughs) 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 But Vader's mask gets ripped off almost right away. Renegade doesn't prove to be much use, as Flair does manage to slide in and distract Hogan at one point. Renegade just literally just keeps shouting like an angry baboon. Beyond this, uh, or because this is uncensored, Vader pulls a strap off of Hogan's wrist and just beats him with it before hitting him with a chair. Because, you know, there are no rules, Greg. Uh, Jimmy Hart is finally here, looking all tore up and wearing Zubaz, it looks like. He distracts Vader long enough for Hogan to hit him with a chair. A man in a mask and a full black bodysuit finally runs out to take out the renegade before leaving. This allows. Rick Flair to beat up Hulk Hogan uh, and help Vader. Vader ends up getting unstrapped again and Flair taunts too much allowing Hogan to get back up and beat up Flair. Hogan then rips Flair's shirt, puts the strap on Flair's wrist thumb. and drags Flair around the ring to touch all four turnbuckles. This somehow gives Hulk the win. How? Why? Because f- you, that's why. <laughs> Uncle Dave was smoking pot because he gave this three and a half stars. I gave hey, it two.
2: It's uh, I get bad back then, but it's legal in California now. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, Right. Uh, I gave this dose. What say you? I barely gave it to you. This sucked. Yeah, it blows.
2: But I can't give one star to anything. I actually had at one point I had fun watching, even though I did dwindle quickly. But I was having some fun watching it. This
1: was a mess, man. And, it, well, and the mess isn't over. Vader oh, hold on, and Flair.
2: say that. I need you to clarify. You're talking about the match of the show.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, There you go. Uh, but Vader and Flair beat up Hogan after the match until Renegade joins him. The Masked Man runs out again with a chair to back up Vader and Flair. They get all excited until Arn Anderson comes out without a mask and hogtied, barely able to, to like hop along. The Masked Man now takes out Vader and Flair, rips you the mask off.
2: You couldn't tell who this was?
1: <laughs> yeah. well he rips the mask off to reveal that he's the macho man the baby faces celebrate together as the heels run for the hills
2: Get all the mannerisms dude
1: <laughs> Got a yeah game up. <laughs> it's kind of like when flair was a black scorpion you couldn't play yeah, right. a big beak sticking through the mask like come on remember dude i
2: just it's just now don't i mean w you love doing the black mask thing remember when it was uh uh, uh Brutus, the effing bar beefcake?
1: Yeah. I swear to God, they they were just digging through crap in the back, and they're like, what are we going to do with this black scorpion outfit? Ah, we'll save it. Maybe it'll come up again. By God. But that is the end of the show, mercifully. On the other end of this, our final break, y'all. We're going to get into the final ratings and telling you what's coming up next week, and I promise it is as good as this is bad. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name?
2: Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah right, the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared the room. Shared
0: a room. We right? Shared the
2: room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go man. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah.
0: We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do
2: we do a podcast. We do a
0: podcast. What's it called? The brocast, bro-cast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do?
1: You spell it with a K. So, you take it easy. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final ratings here Internet Movie Database gives us 4.9 out of 10. HMatch.net gives it 2.27 out of 10. I give it 5.5 out of 10 for an F. What say you?
2: Solid F minus.
1: Hard F. All I could think of is uh the, my favorite thing from community where he's like F F minus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this but, was one of the all-time bad ones, dude. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Look at the roster. He it, it was like, what some star power on it. It was not like it was like jobbers and nobodies and looking to fill in yeah. gaps
1: yeah it's not like they had a uh, roster full of jabronis It's like god i don't know what we're gonna do here whatever did you 95? have bad matches
2: that involved watcher man and another one with uh, arn anderson there's a problem there dude yeah
1: wwe did a concept like this pay-per-view later obviously with extreme rules but the difference is they did it good so yeah <sighs> anyway that does it for that up next it is our second of three WrestleManias we're going to review this month. Next week, we're covering WWE WrestleMania 19. It took place in 2003 and uh, a damn good show. A damn good the all-time show. The
2: all time great show this year for us I would say.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't realize like every match just about is a freaking banger. And like everybody is like, they're in WrestleMania mode, kicking it into high gear, being awesome. Good, good crap, pal. God dang it. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying the rewatch. And, uh, yeah. So, look out for that next week. The week after that, we can't promise great quality. I still haven't watched the shows yet, but, uh, Greg, according to him, he, he was not a fan of these ones. But the next week, we've, it's double main event week. We've got TNA Lockdown 2013, and the WCW New Japan Japan Super Show. I think this is 94. So, yeah, we'll watch that, or we'll review it, rather, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. But thank you for joining me today, Greg.
2: Yeah. Thanks for doing we'll this to me all. again.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And <laughs> hey, making it up to you with next week. And we'll see you all next week in WrestleMania 19.